It's on. Oh, no. This is not going to go well. We got it. Wow. Nick got it. Well, that was, oh, wow. The audio was really low on that. I apologize for that quick tune-up there. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Nick's audio board decided to just screw him over. And uh, actually, it was operator error. But anyways, nonetheless, we are back with another episode of The Covert Show. And here's the weird part about this. We're trying this for trial and error for the first time in the history of the show. But also, we're trying to do this just... Everything's going going everywhere. We're trying to do two separate shows. And this is not by request. <laughs> this is by the fact that sometimes cell phone reception just... It, it hates us. And so JC is back. But JC will be doing his own separate recording. And Nick will be doing his own separate recording. If he calls here and can get a phone call through the cell reception issues, then we'll put him on. But for nonetheless, we're going to try to go solo. We'll keep this one short because we don't really know what JC's going to talk about because we kept trying to text back and forth. And we've got a couple of segments for you. We're going to run through our Spotify wraps. We're going to go through some concert stuff if JC's got it. We'll talk about some bowl games too because they're coming up. But also, folks, we've got the great show that everybody loves. And the two of us have a troubled time putting together. Because we got to go through all of our shows in this last year, and we got to pick out the best clips of 2022. Because, guys, New Year's is coming around the corner. The new year. We're ringing it in. We are ringing it. Is it going to be fun? We don't know. We hope so. 2023, it's a big, it's a big momentous occasion. So let's just, let's just indulge in the last podcast of 2022 before the best of 2022. Folks wondering what the hell was going on in the debacle at the beginning. Well, tried to do another bottle at the opening. It doesn't work. And apparently I have still yet to master the, the, the show openings. The cold openings, as you will. Even though they are cold ones that are getting opened. But we've got a nice Sam Adams winter lager here. As we are just enjoying the day, we've got the good old editing computer. I've been editing for a couple hours at a time. For this end of the year show. The rest of it will be done probably tomorrow. We'll have to see what we can get through. I've got about 26 minutes on my side so far. Correction, 27 minutes and 40 seconds about. We've got some of the best clips from Nick's solo shows. We've got some of the best clips from some with JC. We've got a couple that I will be throwing in there late. But you know what we're doing? The best of 2022 is coming through. So without further ado... Let's get in. Let's get into the fun stuff real fast. In case JC does a sports update, which he will, I'm gonna strictly kind of give it a little NFL football opinion. JC probably might have hockey for you, but we'll we'll wait to see what he's got. But we're gonna jump into a little bit of if Nick's laptop wants to load here. We'll start with the big thing, and it royally pisses both of us off. Does anybody know the New Year's Six bowls? Does anybody know? Did anybody tell college football that, hey, the Orange Bowl is a pretty important game? It happens on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. But somebody on the playoff committee decided, you know what would be fun? Let's let's throw a little teaser in there. Let's, let's throw a little just wrench in the plan. Guys, the Capital One Orange Bowl, I don't know why I had to do the full thing. The Orange Bowl is happening on a third or on a Friday. The week before or the weekend before New Year's Eve, the weekend of New Year's Eve, but it's happening on a Friday. Who does this? Who has the audacity to think, oh, by the way, this is a great idea. 
we're gonna we're gonna do a New Year's Six bowl on the Friday before, two days before, on December thirtieth. And yes, everybody's probably gonna say, "Well, Nick, that's really not." Uh, th- th- you're doing something everything wrong. Like, why? Why do you gotta complain about this? Well, it as a college football fan, it really annoys me. It does. It truly, truly, truly does. Because I am a college football fanatic. I love watching college football. I love just sitting around cheering on my Huskers, which are not in the bowl. Thank you very much. Um, the Texas Longhorns, who lost to Washington yesterday. Can't really say anything about that. Pettis had a great game, and we'll dive into that as well. But you know what? College football is about tradition. College football is about just years and years and years of tradition with programs and everything like that. Well, they just ruined it. They threw it down the drain. They said that the Orange Bowl is going to be this. Well, with the new playoff expansion coming as well, it's going to get a lot messier. But I'm happy with the 12-team playoff coming. It's been a long time coming since this experiment of the 14 playoff got thrown in. It's It's been an experiment. But right now, the Orange Bowl is going on, and the orangest of Orange Bowls. The Tennessee Volunteers, who are 10-2 so far on the year, missed out on the SEC Championship game and their chance at a college football playoff after a couple of key losses. They're sitting at number 6, and they've got number 7, Clemson. The Tigers are coming in. Dabo Sweeney turned his year around. The Tigers go 11-2 with that high-strung defense that they have. The offense been a little shaky at times, but you know what? They get the job done, run through the ACC. So they find a way to do it 14-6 in the third quarter. That game will get updates on the way as well. But, you know, today was a great day in in bowl games. I mean, there was a lot of bowl – or a few bowl games going on today. We'll get you a quick score update here as this is Friday, December 30th. Wow, that's just – that's weird. I sent it out this morning on my Snapchat last Friday of 2022, and it's just like, wow, it really hits you. Pittsburgh and UCLA unranked Pitt at 9-4. and four. Number 18, UCLA at 9-4. and four. They were in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Like we said, everybody gets a bowl, apparently. Might as well throw Tony the Tiger and Kellogg's in there. Pitt comes out with a massive, massive win, 37-35, with a just nail-biting finish and a field goal. Notre Dame played South Carolina. Battle of the ranked teams as well today in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Number 21, Notre Dame tops. Number 19, South Carolina, 45-38. to 38. And the Irish are trying to get back on the board. Oh, excuse me. Notre Dame, big 28-point second half there to match South Carolina's 21-point first quarter and 24-point first half in total. So a couple of key wins there for Notre Dame at the end of the year get them to a big spot. Maryland, 8-5, making it to a bowl for one of the longest times in their program's history, end up beating North Carolina State in a big upset win over an ACC opponent, or ranked ACC opponent, who was a tough one at best in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, 16-12. to The Terrapins get it done, and then another final in overtime. Coming on, the Ohio, or the Ohio Bobcats, they get a 30-27 to win over Wyoming in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Barstool Sports sponsored a bowl. Folks, we've we've officially just reached the climax of, of bowl games and sponsorships. Barstool is here. Barstool did it. We can go home. So, nonetheless, in the first ranked battle of the bowl games, UTSA ends up losing to Troy 25-20, or Number 25, UTSA, loses to number 24, Troy, 18-12 in a thriller. Miami, Ohio, ends up losing to UAB, 24-20. Oregon State gets it done with a big win over an SEC opponent. 
Number 14, Oregon State with a 30-3 win over the Gators. They about shut them out in the Las Vegas Bowl with a quick field goal at the end of the game for Florida. Louisville ends up taking down the last year college football or college football playoff Cincinnati Bearcats in a 24-7 victory. Washington State ends up losing to Fresno State 29-26 in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Yeah, do that with what you want. Jimmy Kimmel sponsored a bowl. Southern Miss ends up beating Rice 38-24 in the Lending Tree Bowl. BYU over SMU 24-23 in the New Mexico Bowl. Boise State over North Texas 35-32 in the Frisco Bowl. Marshall ends up beating UConn 28-14 in the Myrtle Beach Bowl at Coastal Carolina. Eastern Michigan over San Jose State in the famous Iowa Potato, or the Ohio, Idaho, wow, words are hard today. The Idaho Potato Bowl. Liberty falls to Toledo in the roofclaim.com. Oh, my gosh. Do I have to keep saying these names? I, I don't, I, no, I'm, I'm just not going to say it. Toledo falls, or Toledo beats Liberty. My mind is just discombobulated. Western Kentucky ends up beating South Alabama 44 to 30, or to 23. In the New Orleans Bowl, Baylor ends up losing to Air Force 30-15 in the Armed Forces Bowl. Houston over the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana. In the Independence Bowl, Wake Forest over Missouri in the Gasparilla Bowl. The Union home more... Gosh, bowl games piss me off now. Middle Tennessee ends up getting a win over San Diego State on Monday, December 26. New Mexico over Bowling Green. Buffalo over Georgia Southern. Memphis over Utah State. East Carolina over Coastal Carolina. Big scoreline there, 53-29. Wisconsin ends up topping the Cowboys of Oklahoma State, 24-17. And then also the other night in a big, big thriller with a, as they say, walk-off field goal. Number 15, Oregon tops Mack Brown and the North Carolina Tar Heels, 28-27 in the Holiday Bowl. That's usually a pretty big bowl. Duke ends up beating UCF 30-13 in the Military Bowl. Kansas and Arkansas. Wow, did this game come down to the wire. I mean, it was fun to watch. Like, I watched through some of this game as highlights. And I got to tell you, it was crazy. Kansas ends up just coming back after getting throttled. 24 points for Arkansas in the first quarter. Put up 14 for the rest of the game. And then they get shut out in the fourth quarter. Kansas with a big 18-point fourth quarter. But this game was 55-53. to This went into three overtimes. This went into the two-point conversion overtimes now, folks. Arkansas ends up getting a stop with a late incompletion by Daniels, the Kansas quarterback, and that does it for the Jayhawks season, a very successful Jayhawks season. Kansas Jayhawks 6-7, and and this is the first time I've seen Kansas with a, like, one-game below 500 record in a while in my tenure of life so far. Texas Tech ends up beating Ole Miss 42-25 in the Texas Bowl. And then last night, obviously, as well, on Thursday, December 29th, in the Valero Alamo Bowl, which is also supposed to be a New Year's Six Bowl. <laughs> Whatever. Washington ends up beating Texas 27-20. It was a closer game than it looked like. Or it was a lot. I'm going to go with it wasn't as close of a game as it looked like at some points because Washington was trying to get away with a boat race. Texas decides to put the stops on him. Quentin Ewers still getting it done. Should be the good quarterback under center for Texas. And Washington, wow, what a year that Washington had. Brand new coach in their 
or brand new coach coming into 2022. Michael Penix Jr., just an absolute stud, leads the Washington Huskies to what could have been a potential Pac-12 championship, but after losing to Arizona State and UCLA, that falls off. They do get a couple of big wins on the season against a ranked Oregon State team, uh, Oregon team, a Michigan State team who lost, and then obviously at the end of the year, Texas. The Washington Huskies have a bright future in the Pac-12 coming forward. And then finally, you throw it to the rest of the games yesterday. Florida State ends up beating Oklahoma 35-32 to in the Cheez-It Bowl. Cheez-It Bowl, folks. Cheez-Its. They made it. And in the bad boy, Mowers Pinstripe Bowl, Scooey Ma row that boat upstream with another bowl win for P.J. Fleck and the Golden Gophers, 28-20 over Syracuse. Now, what's coming up on Saturday, which we hope this podcast gets released tomorrow? Well, let me just tell you, we've got New Year's Six Bulls, folks. We've got Alabama and Kansas State, number five versus number nine, the All-State Sugar Bowl. That game kicks off at 11. I will be watching that game in the Music City Bowl. Iowa takes on Kentucky. That game is also at 11 on ABC. And then finally, the nightcaps. Even though this game is not a nightcap. On ESPN at 3 o'clock, number three, the TCU Horn Frogs and good old Max Dougie Boy take on the undefeated Michigan Wolverines at number two. And that's in the Fiesta Bowl, first college football playoff game. First college football playoff game for TCU ever. Second for Michigan in two years. Ohio State number four, and I'm not gonna say the I'm not gonna say the trademark because I don't want to because it makes me vomit every time I say it. Takes on the number one team in the country and arguably probably going to be the winner of the college football playoff, the Georgia Bulldogs. And if this comes back to bite me in the ass, so friggin' be it. I don't care. But that's the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. That game is at 7. I will be trying to watch all of these games tomorrow as well. I'm a big college football guy, so it's it's going to be on. So Stetson Bennett and the Dogs looking to take home another college football playoff trophy. Then throwing it back to Monday, you got Mississippi State and Illinois in the, or the Reliquest Bowl. Tulane, USC in the Cotton Bowl Classic, number 10 USC takes on number 16 Tulane. In the Citrus Bowl, LSU, number 17, takes on Purdue. At an 8-5, they get into a Citrus Bowl, but they came in second to the Big Ten. And then finally, the granddaddy of them all. On Monday afternoon at 4 p.m., not New Year's anymore, folks. It's the first Rose Bowl of 20, the only Rose Bowl of 2023. That game is at four, and that is between the Pac-12 winning Utah Utes versus the Nittany Lions of Penn State, eight versus 11, and then the college football playoff coming on January 9th. So, folks, I got to tell you this, and I know I said it in the last show with JC, I've got Kansas State with an upset over Alabama. I I choose that Bryce Young and that Bama offense is going to be there and probably throttle K-State. I want the upset. In the college football playoff, I got to pick Michigan. I think they're a little bit more of a high-powered team. I think that TCU's secondary is going to struggle a little bit. So I've got the Michigan Wolverines over that. And then I've got Georgia playing Michigan in the college football playoff. And we'll see how that goes because I'm not going to pick a winner yet, but we'll see. I would love for TCU to prove me wrong and Max Duggan get a shot at redemption after losing the Big 12 title. But you know what? I think Michigan's just going to be the tougher team. They're going to get it done. So, without further ado, that is your college football breakdown. Those are your bowl games coming up and going for the rest of the year. 
which should be it should be a good weekend of college football. New Year's is always fun to sit and watch the games as they're always on, and just be be a part of it. I mean, I love being a part of the college football atmosphere. It's one of my favorite times of the year is bowl season, even though we have way too much of it. So with that, we're gonna move into a little bit of the NFL. And like I said, we're kind of playing this by ear because we're not sure if JC is talking much sports. It's going to be a little bit more of a, we're kind of going with what we got, going with the flow. So with that, we are going to move into the NFL. And guys, it's been crazy. Everything has been crazy. So hold on here. We're going to do a little Instagram story for the last recording of 2022. I get distracted. Wow, I got distracted a lot. So, guys, the NFL has had a lot go on. The Titans, losing to Dallas, possibly just choked themselves out of the playoffs this this year. I mean, it's tough. Because now they sit behind a Jacksonville Jaguars team who with still two weeks to go could could mess up. But a 7-8 Jags team who has the Texans and then a pivotal game against the Titans coming up. If the Titans lose two, I think that the Jags are in. Two in a row, I think the Jags are in. Trevor Lawrence and that Jacksonville offense looking a lot better than they have. They beat the Titans earlier in the year, or a couple weeks ago, 36-24. They beat the Cowboys 40-34 with Dak Prescott back. Ended up beating the Jets 19-3. They've got the Texans coming up, and then they've got the Cowboy or the Titans on the road. The Titans at home, excuse me. The Titans, on the other hand, have a couple of key games, or they have their last game. They're on a bye this week. They have the Jags coming up on January 8th to close out the season. And, I mean, folks, if you're talking playoff pictures, if you're looking at anything right now, all eyes are on one team to see whether or not they can control their own destiny and get a hold of themselves. And I'm going to throw it all the way to the NFC because everything went right for this team. Everything that needed to happen in the span of 24 hours did so. And now they control their own destiny. The Green Bay Packers got lucked out. I mean, it was it was huge. Seattle lost. The Giants lost. They picked up a win against the Dolphins. Made Tua look bad in the second half. Correction, in the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers stepped up, completed a couple of passes, a couple of bad interceptions as well. But now, it's it's in Green Bay's hands. Detroit needs to lose again. Seattle needs to lose, which Detroit also lost. The Commanders also lost as well. So everybody that Green Bay needed to lose lost. Green Bay just has to win out, and everybody else has to lose one more. It's that simple. So if you're a Green Bay fan, which like my roommates are, and my girlfriend is one of my roommates, she is she's going to be eyes glued to the TV this weekend because they've got the Vikes. Kirk Cousins and Minnesota coming to town. At Lambeau. So, Cheeseheads are going to be packed in. They're going to be dying for for a win. You better bundle up and dress warm because it's not going to be warm in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So, 
Wow, a little bit of a... That was probably not appealing to anybody. No, 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 no. So, wow, that was... <laughs> that's not appealing to anybody either. Holy cow. All right, Nick, go for it. You just have a key win there. Hello. We are joined by a guest on the podcast for like 30 seconds. You're just saying goodnight? Oh, okay. What, are you going to tell people goodnight? Night. There you go. Audrey's in the house. Audrey, what? how do you feel about the Packers with the Vikings this weekend? Let's let's see if we can get a statement from the Packer fan. We usually do lose the first game of the season to the Vikings, and then we come back to win the second game, so I'd like to see us just keep going, and I would love for us to win this game going into my second semester as my program director is a huge Vikings fan, and I need to hear the end of his shit-talking. How do you feel about this potentially being a? If you lose, you're out of the playoffs, and if you win, you may you may see. What? Yeah, you got to win one more, and a couple teams have to lose. But how do you feel about this being a potential playoff win? I don't even care anymore this season. Wow, heartless as a fan. I love my team. She said, "Aaron, in case that cut out, Aaron's breaking her heart one way or another. She loves her team. That's a true sports fan right there. You... I love Alan Lazard and Brock Purdy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does. She also got a sweatshirt from her parents, and I'm going to maybe embarrass her saying this, but she got a sweatshirt. It's a Green Bay Packers sweatshirt that's, yeah. She got a sweatshirt that says, my coach is hotter than yours. Meaning Matt LaFleur, who apparently all the ladies love. She also has a pair of Matt LaFleur earrings. Oh, gosh. Now she's... Yes, our roommate Lucy is also a Packers fan. Good night. I love you as well. So, there's all the there's all the whiz. There, the Packers are... The, are, in, are they in or are they out? We've got two weeks to decide. Week 18 coming up. Throwing it back to last week's schedules as we go through a little of a bit of a breakdown before we hit our Spotify playlist the Jags beat the Jets like I said the Bills with a big win over the Bears not really a big win it's the Bears sorry JC we talked about it the Saints pick up a win over the Browns keep their keeping some hope alive for other teams I should say here as we pull up we're going to go side by sides once again with the standings for the playoffs here so the Saints are still in. They pick up a win over the Browns, but the Saints are still are still sniffing. We don't know how hard they're sniffing because Carolina is already in a lead with a with a win over them that holds the tiebreaker. And then they got the Packers to deal with the Lions. Everybody. So the Saints have a long road. Hope's still alive. If you're a New Orleans fan, hope is still alive. Is it dwindling? Oh, by golly, it is. Chiefs end up beating the Seahawks. Take another win, or take another win for the Packers there in that column. But take another win for the Chiefs as they chalk up a twelve and three. Season so far, the Vikings with a big win over the Giants. The Vikings have been bailed out by their kicker more times than any team this year, and they should praise him. Also, correction, bail out Justin Justin Jefferson for the Vikings has just been absolutely unstoppable. You cannot cover this man at all. Justin Jefferson will, he is just insane. If he's not an MVP for the league this year, he's MVP for the Vikings. Said it. Well, I should have said he might be MVP for the league as a wide receiver. I mean, the kid is just having a year. So, 
The Vikings got a very good draft pick from the former LSU receiver. The Bayou Bengals led by Joe Burrow, and I'm going to call them the Bayou Bengals because LSU doesn't get that title anymore now that Joe Burrow's on, even though they are from the Bayou. The Bengals completely 180 the season. I mean, it, it was insane. The Bengals have been sitting, scraping, scraping for just luck, trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out, and you know what? They have. 11-4. and four. And this coming after a, a rocky start with the Bengals, losing to the Steelers, losing to the Cowboys, and then they pick up wins against the Jets and the Dolphins, lose to the Ravens, and so far, they, folks, they have not lost, looked back. Since their loss to the Ravens, the Bengals have been on a tear. They have been now 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 1. Do they have a win again in them against the Bills with this momentum? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that Joe Shiesty and the Bengals are going to gonna punt it through. They're going to go. And then they've got the Ravens once again, who they can beat. The Bengals already, or Bengals already clinched the playoffs. They just need to clinch their division. Panthers. And they beat the Patriots last weekend 22-18. to Panthers beat the Lions. Kept the playoff hopes alive for themselves as well, 37 to 23. The Ravens, we never, we thought they wouldn't win them another game. The Ravens are doing just that, 17 to nine over the Falcons. As Desmond Ritter got one of his first starts, he went 22 of 33 with 218 yards. The Texans end up beating the Titans on the road. And Tannehill is sat. J.K. Dobbs getting a start coming up this week. 19-14, Texans over Titans. Niners over the Commanders. Big win for Brock Purdy and the 49ers, 37-20. Cowboys, America's team. How about them Cowboys? Well, the Eagles, without, without their fearless leader, Jalen Hurts, 40-34, they take their second loss of the season. They still are the number one seed in the NFL. Gardner Menchu just the stash decided, hey, anybody forget about me? Well, let's let's remember the stash. He played a hell of a game. 20 24 of 40, 355 yards, first time starting in the, in the league for a while with two touchdowns. Gardner Menchu pretty good. That Eagles offense still very potent. This Dallas team at 11 and 4 now, they've had a little bit of a hot streak coming on as well. They're Dallas is moving. Dallas is there. They're ready to go. They're a playoff contending team, and they'll be there. Steelers end up taking out the Raiders 13-10. Derek Carr is not getting the start this weekend. He will be benched for the rest of the season, as will the Raiders' playoff hopes. The Packers with a win over the Dolphins 26-20 with a couple of key interceptions at the end. As a Bronco fan, this hurts to read. The Rams end up kicking the literally boat racing, kicking the shit out of Denver 51-14. Everybody is tired with Russell Wilson's performance. Nathaniel Hackett is gone. I think that's more of the bigger reason, but Russ has not played well at all this year, and his offensive line getting in his face about it and everything. Jerry Judy trying to defend him. It's neither here nor there. Baker Mayfield. Hello. Who, whose door has he been knocking on and waiting to get let in to actually put a performance together in the league? Well, you know what? He had to knock on the Rams, I guess. Ends up going 24 of 22. 28, 230 yards, two touchdowns against a very good Broncos defense who looked crappy. Also, Baker Mayfield is now 2-0 as a Ram. 
2 0 as a Ram. Or 2 and 1, sorry, as a Ram. There you go. Baker Mayfield deciding to do good things. And then finally, a final in overtime. The Buccaneers continue to be the team. No, 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 no. Tom Brady continues to be the man I am afraid of when it comes to football. If you leave any time on the clock for this man, he will get it done. Gets the job done in a, in a crucial win for the Bucs. Keeps their hopes, or keeps their playoffs still in contention. 19-16 over the cards. Chargers end up beating the Colts 22-3. So here's where the playoff standings lie now. In the AFC side. Bills clinches. They got a tiebreaker over the Chiefs, so they're number one in the AFC overall. Chiefs are two. Bengals are three. Jacksonville has not clinched. They're still at four. They could drop. But seven and eight at four? Holy cow. Baltimore Ravens, they're sitting at fifth in the AFC at 10 and five. The Chargers are sitting there at nine and six. And then the Dolphins are currently holding that seventh spot. The Patriots looking to get in. The Jets looking to get in. Steelers looking to still get in. Titans still looking to get in. And then the Raiders are kind of calmly sitting there at the bottom of the barrel. So, Jacksonville, I think, is the biggest shocker to everybody. They're sitting at four. They're looking to hold. They're trying their best. They're doing what they can. And I think they can still hold that playoff spot and hopefully get the job done as they need another big couple of wins and they need a big win over the Titans in Week 18. Now the Eagles in the NFC. They hold the number one spot overall. They're 13-2. The Vikings are sitting at 2 at 12-3. They have clinched the NFC North. They've got the Packers coming up like I've been saying. <clears throat> They're looking for a shot. Well, you know who else has been looking for a shot? Brock Purdy to prove his relevance. You know what he did? He's proved it. And you know what San Francisco has proved? That Jimmy Garoppolo can still play. And Jimmy Garoppolo basically led this team to the playoffs. Brock Purdy's just sealing the deal, and he will play probably in the playoffs and make a start. Good for Purdy. Good for the Niners. They're working. The Bucks are sitting currently at four. They have not clinched as well. <clears throat> They're looking to try to get it. They're at seven and eight. The Giants are at are at six, the Commanders are at seven, and the Cowboys are now at 12 and four. They're sitting at five. They could potentially bump up with a Bucks loss and looking to try to keep it going. Seahawks still knocking at the door. Lions knocking at the door. Packers, Panthers, Saints all still knocking at the door. The Packers have the most to lose on this. I think more or less the Bucks have more to lose on this, but the Packers have more to lose on this. They've been looking for a playoff, and they've been looking to try to get on a hot streak. The Lions are looking to get to the playoffs for one of the first times since having Matthew Stafford. But the Lions, we've read their playoff ranking. They're not that good in the playoffs. So, NFL with some crucial games coming up this week as we take a look at the Week 17 schedule. Cowboys already beat the Titans. The Cardinals have the Falcons. The Bears have the Lions. Broncos, Chiefs. I'll still be watching that as a Bronco fan. Don't worry. Dolphins, Pats. Big playoff hopes. Colts, Giants. Colts have a chance to really kick the Giants in the knee. Saints, Eagles. Ooh, sorry. Saints. Woohoo! That's going to be a tough one for you. Eagles, I got fly. Eagles, fly. Panthers, Bucks. That could be a fun one as a bloodbath. We'll see how Carolina does with good old Sammy D. Commanders and Browns coming up as well at noon. Jags, Texans. Jags still looking to stay alive with a win over the Texans, who are twelve or two and twelve. 
49ers got the Raiders, Jets and the Seahawks, Vikings, Packers, one of the biggest games of the afternoon, Chargers and Rams, Steelers, Ravens. That's going to be a huge matchup in the AFC. Wanting to see if the Steelers can get a win over the Ravens and push them down and get another one up, and we'll see how that goes. And then finally on Monday night, big playoff rematch, Bengals, Bills, Joe Burrow coming to town. That wasn't a playoff rematch. Never mind. Disregard what I said. False information. Gosh dang it, I always do that. False information, the Bills and the Bengals, though, coming up on Monday night, I think the Bengals can take down the Bills. Could potentially be a big playoff. A rematch in the playoffs as we come up with that. So, NFL done. Nick is 30 minutes into his segment of the show. We'll try to keep it short and quick for you. I've been saying that a lot, and you know what? Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Oh, if you guys haven't tried Sam Adams Winter Lager, if you're not an IPA person, not for you. But if you're an IPA person, it's good. Sam Adams is definitely one of my go-tos all the time I sit and I drink Oktoberfest in the fall. I love Oktoberfest in the fall. Their winter brands are really good. If you can get the variety pack, do it. Haven't had a hug in a while. Bear hugs need to make their reappearance on the show. More of a summer drink, but I'll still drink some bear hugs in the winter. We might have to pop those out for the first show of 2023 because we all love the bear hugs. And we all love getting a beard out on the show. As we, don't worry folks, we're still having fun. Man, I'm making a lot of noise today. There's another cap in this. Audrey got me a bottle opener that you would put outside while you're grilling. Well, it's kind of a little cold to grill outside at the moment. So, I use it inside as my normal bottle opener now. It's a big plaque, and it works really, really well. So, the moment you guys have truly been waiting for, what was Nick's Spotify rap so far this year? Let me see Let me see if I can find it again, because we, oh boy, I don't know where this gets lost in translation on when I open up Spotify. Because it took me a long time to find this last year. It's going to take me a long time to maybe find it again. So as we're scrolling through, scrolling through, scrolling through. Let me see. Can I search it? Yeah, I should know this by now. I should know this. I just saw it. I just saw it. Where'd it go? There we go. Haha. <laughs> we got it. We got our top songs unwrapped here. So, oh, wait, no, I want to do my whole wrapped. No, I want to do my rap. Oh, there we go. I got to click this. There we go. All right. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, Nick's 2022 wrapped. Oh, let's see. Enough talk. Let's talk about you in 2022. Well, folks, I'll tell you right now, I've looked at this already. I've listened to a lot of music. I explored 69 different genres. Well, okay. Well, that's fun. My top genres were country was number one, pop number two, rap number three, rock was four, EDM, weirdly enough, was number five. I did listen to a lot of EDM this year. That was fun. Sometimes you got to mix it up. If anybody's wondering in total how much music I listened to, I was definitely, I think, a little bit less than last year. 35,737 minutes of music listened to in 2022. 
more than 86% of listeners in the United States. Wow. I listen to a lot of music, which is true. I do. I have a 40-minute drive to work or a 30-minute drive to work. I drive to go hunting as well, and we've got long drives in the car. So with that, what was the what was the songs that I loved to listen to? Well, in case anybody hadn't heard this song yet, it was a hit, or a retake from the male side of the hit 90s song, 90s country song, Heads Carolina. But it was She Had Me at Heads Carolina by Cole Swindell, the new one. Played it 53 times, and I listened to it most in April on the 29th of 2022. I believe that was when it was released. But I had one song that I listened to 50 times, and folks, it's a banger. It's a great song. Definitely one that you got to listen to if you like classic 90s country. I just missed the next stat. Nope, never mind. I did not. There we go. In total, I, how many songs do you guys think I, I played? Give you, I'll give you a second to take a hint. The hint's over. I listened to 2,177 different songs. And now these were probably all listened to back in order, or in different times, but I listened to 2,000 different songs. Wow, get a life, Nick. But I love listening to music. Like, music is definitely one of my, definitely one of my soul hits. So, if you're looking for the top five songs on Nick's playlist, well, look no further than country because that's what they all are. Number one was She Heads Me at Heads Carolina by Cole Swindell. Number two was Give Heaven Some Hell by Hardy. Number three was Tequila Little Time With You by John Party. Number four was At the End of a Bar by Chris Morgan and Mitchell Tenpe- or Tenpenny. And then finally at number five, Down to the Honky Tonk by Jake Owen. Country music runs loud and proud in my headphones. But... Your playlist can be now listened to. So I have my top 100 songs in my Spotify library, and I'll listen to those as I will. I listened to 1,600 different artists this year, but apparently my world was ruined or ruled by one. We're going to it. Hold on. I accidentally skipped it back. Sorry. I'm still new at Spotify. Well, not Spotify, but Spotify Wrapped. If anybody guessed that my artist by my country playlist was Morgan Wallen as my top artist, well, folks, you'd be correct. 653 minutes listened to Morgan Wallen. I was one of t- the top seven Morgan Wallen listeners in the U.S. I just got a text from my girlfriend that said dork, but I'm her lovable dork, so it's okay. So there you go. Morgan Wall was at number seven. Oh, boy. We're going back. We're going back. Where did I go? There we go. All right. So there were a lot of other artists that I listened to as well. So Morgan Wall was number one. Hardy was number two. This one's going to mix it up. This is my only non-country artist. Labyrinth was my third artist. As on my Spotify rap. Luke Combs was number four, and Jake Owen was number five on my Spotify rap. So country ruled it all. As we get into it, I spent a total of 7,000 minutes, 7,372 minutes listening to podcasts. Yeah, podcasts. Nick had a lot of podcasts. 
So most of all, here's the here's the general consensus of my podcast. So usually when we're on drives in the car and I have Audrey with me, we like to listen to podcasts just because it, it's she doesn't like to listen to sports. It's kind of one of her things where she just can't listen to sports. It's not more entertaining. Watching sports is more entertaining for her, which is fine. I like doing both. So watching sports was when she fell asleep. We like to debate in the car. So there's a debate podcast for that. Otherwise, I put a podcast on when she sleeps, when she can't go to sleep, and that is my top list. The Jenna Julian podcast is number one. Two Hot Takes, which was one that she found, that is number two. The good old Covert Show sits at number three. We're cracking in the top five, boys, with the podcast listens to. I listen to it more on my way to work. I'll listen to it kind of on my way home from work. But when you're driving two hours in a car, going to and from places and stuff like that with your girlfriend, there's a couple podcasts that take over. The Raised Hunting Podcast, shout out to my boys at Raised Hunting, as that is my coworkers. That is at number four. And then the Belly Hup Podcast, I found this with the You Betcha Boys and Charlie Burns, that is on number five. The No Place Like Omaha Podcast was on there, which is my other podcast. You can check that out. We're mostly a YouTube brand podcast. We're doing pretty successful at that as well. But our boys at the No Place Like Omaha Pod are alive and well doing good. So, there is the podcasts. And now, what else do we got here? Time to meet your listening personality. Oh boy. This is a new one. Apparently my listening adap- or my listening discrepancy was the early adapter. If it was anything new or was a variety or if it was just something different, I picked it up, and I took to it, and I loved it. So the early adapter, I picked up on new trends. That was kind of my job a little bit while I was trying to find new stuff for social media and everything like that. That was my my good old Spotify kind of avatar feeling, what I got, I guess. And, folks, that is good old Nick Hendricks' Spotify wrapped. Let's take a moment, clap it up for the man. Clap, 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 clap. Nick Kendrick's getting it done on Spotify. We'll have screenshots. Ooh, excuse me. Screenshots and everything posted on the story for you with all of our tops. I'll make sure I get mine from JC. We'll put that out this weekend and make sure everybody gets it rolling. Add some good social content there for us as well. But, guys, without further ado, we hope that JC gets has as much fun as we did on our half and we'll have to see how this goes because I think I'm getting sent this or he's getting sent this half we'll we'll see we'll talk about it tomorrow and we'll figure it out but guys thank you everybody so much for listening to the covert show um, in 2022 for those of you that did and for those of you who have just joined us like this year as um, as a new listener we definitely thank you a lot for those who are, you are following on our social medias we thank you so much Um it's been a hell of a ride to do this, especially taking it on solo while trying to help out JC, um, eliminate some of the stress from his life. It's been an incredible journey for us. We're trying to grow as much as we can. We're we're in this more for the fun of, of what we're doing and bringing some of this to you guys and just sharing our talents and sharing our our wildnesses, I should say. Um, just sharing our personalities is probably one of our best things. And we've talked about this a lot. We would love for this show to take off, but we're, we're definitely in it for you guys, just giving you some some time. And it, it gives us a chance to get back together and talk every week and 
um, as much as we can. So we, we thank you guys all for that and giving us our chance to do that. But we hope that you guys had a great 2022 year. If not, we hope that you had a better 2023 year coming up. And we just hope that you guys had a great holiday with your family, friends, and everybody. Hope that you guys have a safe and happy new year. If you're drinking, drink responsibly. No underage drinking. But if you're drinking, tip tip a cup back for the Covert Boys. Tip a bottle, tip a can, tip whatever you can to the Covert Show Boys. If you're drinking Fireball, well, Fireball, we all love it here. I've got two more Fireball shooters that I'll probably end up taking on New Year's tomorrow. So we'll, three, I've got three. Might get a little crazy. Pitbull will be cranked up. But you know what, guys? That'll have to do it for my segment for the Covert Show. In case JC doesn't do a sign-off or, or does, this has been an absolute blast for the Covert Show in 2022. So with that, before JC segment or after, like I said, we're waiting to see how it goes with all of us. Episode number 48 of the Covert Show, for Nick at least, comes to an end. And for in case it is for everybody, thank you and have a great New Year's. And let's see you in 2023. Peace out, everybody. It's on part two. Ice cold. Mountain Dew Code Red. We have an absolutely janked setup right now. Uh, well, for those that are wondering, right now I have the board on my lap. We've already killed one power cord in the process of starting this recording. We're on to battery power. And my microphone cable is brushing everything within like a two two foot radius of me. So I do apologize for that. <laughs> um, but all right, it's JC. We're in the second half of what's an interesting episode already. We're in episode number 48 on this day before 2023. A double, if it was Wednesday, you could say double weenie Wednesday. You want to go with the SpongeBob meme, which I'm a, I'm a fan of. We'll do that for for this one. But Nick talked about some stuff. I'm about to talk about some stuff. Track down the uh, the wrapped Spotify wrapped for uh, all 2022. Who reigned on top? Talk a little bit about sports because I can't go an episode without doing that. And uh, there you go. That's what we're looking at. So we're going to talk about wrapped now to start things off. So. For those that don't know, Spotify wraps are out. They've probably been out for, I'd say, about a month or so. But we'll go through the uh, stats, if you will. So, for me, 23,959 minutes listened. Top genre, alternative metal. Top artist, number five, Mr. 305, Pitbull himself. Number four, Rob Zombie. Number two, or number three, because that's how numbers work. Uh, number three, Insane Clown Posse. Number two, Shinedown. And number one, Ghost. Top songs, it's Mudvayne's Happy, number five. Number four, Slipknot's Unsainted. Number three, Volbeat, still counting. Number two, well, everybody is fucking in a UFO. That is Rob Zombie. And number one, Everywhere I Go, by good old... Uh, As we're hearing the rapped background, forgot that was going. Uh, that's uh, Hollywood Undead. As uh, we'll play some of that, but we're going through the old rapped here. As uh, yeah, you got to hear some some shine down here. Forty-two different genres were explored in this uh, 
this year, including the following. Number five, country. Number four, rock. <clears throat> number three is a surprising one for me on a personal level, dance pop. Number two, country rock. And number one, alternative metal. We talked about that earlier. As uh, yeah, that's that's the top five, top five genres. Forty-two uh, different genres. The morning hype lit mayhem is what they're calling it, with some silly, spooky, funny during the day, and wrapping it up at night with mayhem amped spooky. So take that for what it's worth. Some Hank Trill there. And that listening adding up to just under 24,000 minutes, 76%, uh, more than 76% of listeners in the uh, good old U.S. of A. And, uh, well, we'll get a little snippet of the song that was the champion, if you will, 67 times the most listens. August 15th was was the old uh, song right there. 829 songs. But top five that were played again and again, we talked about them. But some Rob Zombie, not one artist, uh, had two in the top five. Interestingly enough. And you know, uh, with these Spotify playlists, you can go and get the top songs. We'll run through here in a second some of the top 100 songs, if it'll let me. Listening to 462 artists through the year. And the champion, of course being ghost over 1600 minutes listen to ghost top one percent year zero is uh the top runner champion there so that's a quick look at it now i'm going to see if i can track down some of the top 100 without blasting your eardrums out because i have the phone plugged in forgot that that was turned on (laughs) we're doing great Everything is great. It's a, it's a good day to do a podcast. I'm not going to lie that a cord burning out just about uh, just about was a bad time. But here we go. So we talked about the top five. Number one, Everywhere I Go, Hollywood Undead. Number two, While Everyone's Fucking at a UFO, Rob Zombie, number two. Number three, Still Counting, Volbeat. Number four, Unsainted, Slipknot. Number five, Happy by Mudvayne. Number six, Super Beast by Rob Zombie. Mr. 30 <laughs> Excuse me. Mr. 305 with TJR checking in at number 7, Don't Stop the Party, number 8, Corns Coming Undone, number 9, Slipknot or uh, Mudvayne, I should say with Dig, number 10, Rob Zombie Living Dead Girl, other notables, 11, Planet Zero, Shine Down. Uh quick math. Uh Shine Down again, number 15 with Enemies, Bad Girlfriend, Theory of a Dead Man at number 17. Some Iggy Azalea checking in in the top 20. Fancy number 20. Others in the top 100 include tunes such as Love Dump by Static X. Teenagers, My Chemical Romance, Sleepless Night, King Diamond, Fireball, not in the top 25. Which is highly surprising to me. Uh, Hank Trill is in the top 100 with Propane Money. Let's go all the way with ICP. Uh, same sponge, different day. Your your boy Sponge made it into the top 100. And uh, Bombshell by Powerman 5000 in there as well. Uh, one other thing, if I can track it down, we talked about uh, the InstaFest app. I don't know if Nick did it or not, but 
they were able to pull all time like uh, concert festival uh, listing based on your Spotify and and modern and a recent one. So the all-time for my Spotify playlist, Headliners, Day 1, Shinedown, Ghost on Day 2, and Slipknot on Day 3. Day 1 includes Shinedown, Rob Zombie, Pitbull, Weird Al, SpongeBob SquarePants, regular SpongeBob SquarePants, Power Man 5000, Johnny Cash, Theory of a Dead Man, Marty Robbins, Twin Temple, Mudvayne, and Stained on Day 1 for what they're calling J-Fest. <laughs> day 2... Ghost, ICP, Billy Joel, Eminem, Bubbles, and the Shit Rockers make the list. ACDC, Brooks Jefferson, Toby Keith, Pop Evil, it's Red Sun Rising, Caleb Johnson, and Hank Williams Jr. And then on the final day, Slipknot, Hollywood Undead, Motley Crue, Volbeat, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Kid Rock, Kenny Chesney, The Wiggles, Your Boy Sponge, and Limp Biscuit, Billy Eilish, and Big and Rich. So that's like all time. A little more dialed into like the last uh, month or so. Headliners would be Ghost, Slipknot, and Pitbull. Knows the difference there. Mr. 305 is on the uh, headlining part. Uh, we're talking about that coming up. We'll talk some more 305, actually. Uh, I've got something to say uh, about the great state of Iowa in 305. Uh, but so day one, Ghost, Shinedown, Motley Crue, ICP, Weird Al, Mudvayne, ACDC, Twin Temple, Hank Williams Jr., Marty Robbins, and Train plus Seether on day one. Day two, Slipknot, Hollywood Undead, Volbeat, Your Boy Sponge, Pop Evil, Eminem, Pop Evil, Power Man 5000, Alan Jackson, Imagine Dragon, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Britney Spears, and Marilyn Manson for day two. And finally, Pitbull, Rob Zombie, Three of a Dead Man, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Limp Biscuit, Metallica, CCR, Big and Rich, Billy Joel, Toby Keith and Stained. Now that's a look at the two festivals, if you will. Again, we're going to have a, a double double episode special today. We're doing the whole uh, go back and uh, see what was cooking throughout 2022, a best of. Nick's hard at work on it. Once I'm done recording here, I'm going to be hard at work on it, so we'll have a, a double episode on this Saturday. Holidays line up kind of weird this year. But with that, trying to think of where we're we're gonna go next here with this. Um ugh, drinking code red. Drank it too fast earlier. I was uh thought I had to had to burp. And no one wants to hear that. So I don't save any of the save any, save any of the pain of that. Uh, we're talking about the NHL, the old New Jersey Devils. Finally, 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 uh, finally, get it done. They're back on track. Beat the old Tuxedo Chickens, as the as the uh, Devils' Twitter page likes to say. Uh, they got it done last night over Pittsburgh. And with that, they're uh, they needed it. <laughs> they needed it. A four-two winner last night. Both teams were scuffling into the game. Devils won seven and one, and the Penguins were not a whole lot better than that. We look at the standings. As I almost dropped the mic. Remember, I'm balancing the uh, soundboard on my leg. So <clears throat> that if you hear any weird uh, like mic hits, like that. 
that's the mic uh, cord bouncing off it. Normally we have the mics all situated, but not for the not for this one. And normally we're not running batteries, so we're doing all sorts of new things. Uh, Atlantic Division, it is the Bruins, 59 points. Maple Leafs, 50. Lightning, 45. After that, Red Wings, Sabres, Panthers, Senators, and Canadians. Metropolitan Division, and all of a sudden, the Devils were leading for a long time, looking good. I, mean, I would still say they're looking good because they're above average of what you would expect or what we expected as Devils fans coming in. Uh, but Carolina's now 26 or 24, 6 and 6, 54 points. Devils, 48 points. So all of a sudden, the Hurricanes have just blitzed the entire division. They're 10 for their last 10. Devils have been uh, rough, 2-7-1, but they did win their last one out there in second with 48 points, 23-11-2. And, and it was talked about in the broadcast last night against the Penguins, but there is a slew of teams, Devils in second, all the way down to the Rangers, who are in quick math, tells me sixth. Four points separate second and sixth, 10 points first to sixth. Uh, Penguins, 44. Islanders and Rangers, both 44 as well. Capitals, 45 points. And then the Flyers and Blue Jackets the rest of the way on the western side. It's the old Dallas Stars, 22-9 at 6 at 50 points. Jets, Winnipeg at 45. Wild at 42. Avalanche at 41. Blues, they're above 500 as they've uh, been playing better-ish at 5-2-3. and three. At 37 points, Preds, Coyotes, and Blackhawks round out the Central Division. Pacific Division, it's the team that everybody expects. The Golden Knights, 24-12-2 at 50 points. The Kings, 48. Oilers, 42. Flames, 41. Kraken, 40. Canucks, Sharks, and Ducks the rest of the way. Big drop-off between the top two teams. Golden Knights and Kings have an eight and, eight and six-point lead over the Oilers, respectively. But you do have a good battle between third and sixth. Third and fifth, I should say. A two-point difference between the Oilers and the Kraken. Kraken, 18-12-4. and four. NFL. We'll run through that here quick. The old... Dallas Cowboys got it done on Thursday. Picking up the dub, uh, yeah, they get it done with a nice W as they knock off Tennessee 27-13. Coming up this weekend, Cardinals-Falcons, Dolphins-Patriots, playoff implications there, Saints-Eagles, Colts-Giants, Bucks-Panthers, another one that's uh, playoff implications there, Bears-Lions, Lions are in it, but they have to keep winning and get some help. Broncos, Chiefs, Broncos are just praying for the season to be done. Kansas City is trying to chase down that one seed. Jags and tennis, uh, Texans, Jags are a team. We'll talk about the wild card standings and all that coming up, that somehow Jacksonville finds themselves in the playoffs if the season ended today. Browns and Commanders, 49ers, Raiders, Jets, Seahawks, both those teams are playoff caliber teams. And the Jets, similar to some of their other compadres in the uh, AFC, they're going to win and need some help. Vikings, Packers, a big one. Uh, Minnesota trying to trying to keep on keeping the Packers out of the playoffs. Ravens, Steelers, Rams, Chargers, and Bills, Bengals. Could be an AFC title game preview there. 
That's Monday Night Football Bills at the Bengals. So we look at the NFL. And the NFL uh, playoff standings. It's interesting because the Jets, the Lions, they're hanging around. And that was something that I don't think many saw coming. The Jets were bad last year. So we look at the playoff standings. This is before gearing up for a big old game, uh, some big old games on Sunday. AFC. Bills lead the East. They're the one seed. Kansas City with the Bills holding the tiebreaker are the two seed. Bengals can try to close the gap. They're only a game back of both the Bills and Chiefs. They play Buffalo Monday. Big game there. Uh, Bills or uh, Bengals 11 and 4. Ravens 10 and 5 in the five seed. Got to tip your cap to old uh, RC's team there. I mean, I was convinced their winning days were done for the season, but they keep figuring it out, and that's what a good coach like John Harbaugh will do for you. He'll be able to deliver some wins that maybe you shouldn't have, and bad coaches, well, they'll lose games they should win. Chargers in the sixth seed, 9-6. and six. As uh, the Jags are the four seed, and uh, the Dolphins, the seventh seed. But you look at the bubble teams. Patriots a game back. Jets a game back. Steelers are somehow there. Tennessee, they, uh, they needed to win. But they can still chase down Jacksonville, who's only a half game ahead of them now. But you look at that Tennessee team. Seven and nine. Not so hot. Raiders are the last team not eliminated. Texans, Bears, Cardinals, Broncos, Colts, Falcons, Rams, and Browns are all eliminated. They're done. The Bears have been done for like two weeks, but, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) The Eagles, 13-2. They're the one seed in the NFC. Minnesota's right there, although two. They got the Packers this week, uh, which is I can't really say more of an important game for either team because the Packers are somehow on the outside looking in on a playoff spot. And Vikings need uh, a miracle to pass the Eagles for the top seed as they got uh, whomped by the old Eagles. Uh, 49ers, the three seed, 11 and four. Five seeds, Dallas. Four seeds, Tampa. They could be in on a losing record. Carolina, they're there. You know, Tampa's 7-8, and eight, Carolina's 6-9. and nine. So Tampa really controls that division. Giants and Commanders are 6-7. and 8-6-1 for the old Giants, 7-7-1 seven, seven, for the Washington Commanders, who take on the Browns, and the Giants get the Colts. So... Neither one of them playing very good team. Seahawks first team out looking in. They're a mere half game back of the Commanders. But they got the Jets. Lions, talked about them. Uh, Well, they're a half game out as well. They've got the Bears, which has been noted on this show several times. The Bears are not very good. They're close at times in moments. There we go. I was trying not to knock the board over. Uh... 
<laughs> Lions are close. Packers are right there, too, as they take on Minnesota. Minnesota can uh, pretty much, I don't want to say end end the Packers' playoff threat, but uh, could certainly hurt the cause. Saints and Panthers in that NFC South race. That's the uh, one of those teams has to win the division, and we'll see how they do in the playoffs again. Eliminated teams are as follows. These are the following teams are eliminated. Houston Texans, Chicago Bears, Arizona Cardinals, Denver Broncos, Indianapolis Colts, Atlanta Falcons, LA Rams, and the Cleveland Browns. So there you go. That's a quick rundown of the old NFL. A lot going on for teams that are good. So that automatically, you know, cancels the old Chicago Bears, unfortunately. But I got to be honest, I'm not uh, not precisely surprised. And with that, we're getting ready for uh, the old, the uh, the old end of the year wrap up podcast. Some more in the top hundred end of the year 2022 songs for those keeping score i hate everything about you three days grace black summer red hot chili peppers the anthem by pitbull and Lil john rain over me some more pitbull mark anthony somebody told me the killers remedy by seether paralyzer finger 11 please don't save her sponge bob ya boy sponge don't mess with me while I'm jellyfishing. Another one from your boy Sponge in the top 100. First song in. Number 100, according to this thing. The Oak Ridge Boys, Elvira, making the cut barely. Hotel room service number 98, or number 99. Medicate, Rx from Theory of a Dead Man, number 98. Rats from Ghost, 97. Timber, 95. Trailer Hood, Toby Keith song there at number 94. Number 93, Pickup Man Joe Diffie. So some of the notables in the 90s as uh, we look at that. So I talked about Mr. 305 earlier in the episode. Well, he comes to Iowa in July. Monticello, more precisely, the Great Jones County Fair, and it is going to be a great fair indeed. It's a Friday. Mr. 305 makes the uh, trip to the great state of Iowa. Should be a heck of a fun show. Check it out if you get a chance. Uh, Others that are coming through the state, uh, notably Power Man 5000 in March and Foreigner in May. Some of the early looks at concerts uh, we can talk about one. Uh, RC's not here to talk about it, so we'll talk about one of the festivals. Uh, Danny Wimmer Presents released the Rockville at Daytona International Speedway uh, tour or tour festival. It's a Thursday through sa- Sunday. That's May 18th through the 21st for those keeping score. This is Rockville. Headliners, Slipknot, Avenged Sevenfold, Pantera, and Tool. For Thursday, some of the highlights, Slipknot, Rob Zombie, Queens of the Stone Age, Trivium, Bullet for My Valentine, Black Black Veil Brides, Suicidal Tendencies, Avatar, 
Widow 7. <coughs> ah, getting choked up about this. Uh, others include Stray from the Path, Rivals, Vended. For Thursday, for the Friday, Avenged Sevenfold, Evanescence, Hardy, I Prevail, Motionless and White, Alex, uh, Asking Alexandria, Sleeping with Sirens, Bad Flower. Uh, looking at the other ones, as uh, The Warning, Saturday, Pantera, Godsmack, and Alice Cooper, The Big Three, Chevelle, Alter Bridge, <coughs> Excuse me. Rival Sons will be there. Pop Evil. The Bronx. 0936. Dead Poet Society and more for Sunday. Two Old Deftones and Incubus will be there. Others, Pennywise, as well as Senses Fail, New Year's Day, Nothing Nowhere. And Wargasm. There you go. That's a quick run through of the old Rockville lineup as presented by good old Danny Wimmer. Again, the dates for that. May 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st down in Daytona Beach, Florida. So that gave a pretty good run through of everything in the first half. Uh, coming up later, we'll talk about the uh, in episode 49. It'll be another special as uh, we close in on episode 50. So for those keeping score, the first episode of 2023 will be episode number 50 uh, for the old podcast here. Might have to think about doing a giveaway of some variety. We'll uh, talk about that, but... Uh, it should be uh, an interesting 2023. We'll get to more of that in the uh, episode coming out later today. That's the best of 2022. For now, this is episode number 48. Again, remember, use the code word COVID20 for 15% off Raise Energy. Last uh, couple weeks back in old New Jersey, we decided we're bringing that back. So there you go. You wanted to see it or you didn't want to see it, and we brought it back. Be sure to check us out on Twitter at The Covert Show. We're on TikTok as well, The Covert Show, as well as an Instagram, a Facebook, and we're on most places. You get your podcasts as well, Spotify, Podbean, the two main ones for The Covert Show. I'm JC. For Nick saying uh, thank you for listening, this has been Covert Show episode number 48 right here where you get your podcasts.